Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. This morning on the third hour of today, remembering Bob Saget, the actor and comedian who became a staple in our homes thanks to Full House. A look back at his life and the outpouring of love and memories from those who knew him best. Then, countdown to the Olympics. A first look, Team USA's coolest stars. Chanel introducing us to the figure skaters ready to shine next month. And you're going to give a green thumbs up when the gangsta gardener, Ron Finley, joins us to make sure our houseplants last through the winter. Today, Monday, January 10th, 2022. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the third hour today. I'm Al, along with Chanel. Craig, good to see you guys good morning. again. Uh, Dylan, of course, continues on maternity leave, but uh, we're starting this morning with some sad news, yeah. unfortunately. Bob Saget. I think when everybody got that, that notice on their phone, just kind of... Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. You know, just rough. Yeah. The actor and comedian dying yesterday at the age of 65. Just gone back out on the road performing stand-up. He was... Unfortunately, found in his hotel room in Orlando. Cause is still under investigation. But police say there's no sign of any foul play or, or drug use. Just hours before, Bob had actually posted about feeling great on Instagram, writing, quote, I'm back in comedy like I was when I was 26. I guess mm. I'm finding my new voice and loving every minute of it. Mm. Of course, we all remember him as Danny Tanner on Full House. He also hosted America's Funniest Home Videos. And his stand-up was famously different for his wholesome, you know, on-air persona. And away from the camera, Saget was a loving father with three daughters. His family released a statement inviting people. I liked this. They invited people to remember the love and the laughter uh, that he brought to the world. They said, listen, if you're going to talk about our dad, let's mm -hmm. talk about, you know, yeah. The light that he brought. Yeah. Uh, yeah, some of his Full House co-stars, they they shared their thoughts and memories online as well. John Stamos writing, I am broken, I am gutted, I am in complete and utter shock. I will never, ever have another friend like him. I love you so much, buddy. Bobby. Uh, mm. Cameron Cameron, Candace Cameron Bure writing, Bob was one of the best human beings I've ever known in my life. I loved him so much. And Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, they released a statement as well saying, in part, quote, we are deeply saddened that he is no longer with us, but know that he will continue to be by our side mm. to guide us as gracefully as he always has. Mm. You know, he touched so many lives. When he was on this show, oh. you know, he was just, he was this open guy. You know, mm. he talked about his foibles and his weaknesses, but also his strength. He was terrific. I got to talk to him about his career and legacy a couple of years ago. He joined me for my digital show, mm. Cold Cuts. Why do you think You've had such longevity uh, in, in this business. Um, I have been a workaholic since I was a little kid. I was not good in school. I played around too much. I wanted to make people laugh. But I have always constantly worked, mm -hmm. no matter what. I worked in, while I'm working in a deli, I'm doing improv at a university in Pennsylvania. I'm making films at Temple University. And then when I went to LA, I wanted to learn acting. So I went to acting school for five years while I would be doing stand-up. Wow. 
and then constantly trying to make movies, always trying to do that. And so I think that's my my secret is I just mm -hmm. work really hard. I work as hard as I can, and I'm not real. I'm not that smart. Um, I don't retain that much stuff, mm -hmm. but I I know. I have a good people sense, I think. What do you tell young kids who come up to you and say, "Hey, Mr. Sager, what would what, what's five dollars? What, what's the secret me. sauce? Yeah, what do you? <laughs> don't bother me, kid. I tell them that to, to, if they really love something, to do it. Don't do it to be famous, and and find something that you really love, like everybody does. And don't think you can't make it. I just ran into Tiffany Haddish at a uh, at a party at my friend Jeff Ross's house, and I met her when she was 15. And, and there was something at the uh, comedy club called the Laugh Factory in uh, Los Angeles called Comedy Camp. And we would, um, they'd have comedians come in and I would come in like on once a month on Saturdays and teach kids that came from nothing, that were from, that had, she lived in her car. I met her when she was 15 years old. So I knew her for about three years and she was like, Bob, I want to make it like Richard Pryor. I said, just do it. and. I hadn't seen her for a couple of years, and I saw her last weekend, and I just hugged her, and I started crying. And she did, too. We, she, you're going to start me crying. But I was so happy for her, and because that is the old saying. When you mm -hmm. see people get up at the Oscars and go, you can make it. You can come from nothing. You can do this. It sounds so cliche because we hear it all the time. Yeah. It's not cliche. It's not to be taken lightly. People come from nothing. And, and that's the thing is don't do it. To be famous, but if it motivates you a little bit, I mean, she wanted to be famous, but she above all wanted to be funny. Yeah. Mm. And she and, is. Yeah, uh, he, I mean, he's just camera. gonna be so missed. Mm -hmm. Leave a huge hole in folks' hearts. Uh, he and I got to talk about so much uh, during that episode. You wanna watch a longer version airing on Popstar Plus over on our streaming channel today all day. That'll air today at 12.30 and 6.30 Eastern. And I know, Craig, you met him uh, not too long ago. Oh, that's right. You interviewed the whole cast of the oh, Fuller House reboot. That's right. A couple of years ago when they rebooted it um, on Netflix, I went out to Los Angeles mm -hmm. and spent some time with uh, with Bob Saget and and the entire cast they assembled there in, in, uh, in the kitchen that yeah. had also been rebooted as well. And one of the things that became clear very quickly is they all... Uh, revered Bob Saget. Yeah. Not Danny Tanner, no, but Bob Saget. Mm -hmm. They really had uh, a, a deep, profound respect for for him. So and what and, that and, show did for so many. Yeah. And oh, did yeah. a lot of work for Scleroderma. Uh, his oh, that's his right. sister had died from right. it. And I went to a number of a friend of ours, uh, uh, Karen Nathanson. Her mom suffered from it, and she ran a a. a uh, a charity for that, and he was always there for it. Raised more than $50 million yeah, for it. Yeah, mm. very impressive. Mm. Other big story this morning, yeah, the weather. I know. Well, uh, but also we've got Bob, uh, we've also talking about uh, Sidney Poitier. Oh, That's, Hollywood yeah, icon. A Hollywood icon. Yeah. Uh, dying last week at the age of 94. Of course, a trailblazer in show business, honored with a Presidential Medal of Freedom for his on-screen work and his contributions as a humanitarian. First black man to, in, to win the best actor role mm -hmm. for his role in lilies of the field uh i actually got a chance to visit with him in south africa mm. back in 2006 it was for the opening of uh, oprah winfrey's leadership academy for girls and the thing was in, in lilies of the field uh the funny thing is when that came out he looked a lot like my dad at the time wow. my dad mm. and we had the exact same station wagon that he drove in lilies of the field really? and so people would pull up to a light and we'd be sitting there and they're like 
City. Doing what, a double take. What's he doing with these kids in the back? <laughs> <laughs> so, so he is That's going awesome. to be missed. He well. will. You know, it was interesting that day, you know, when the news uh, broke, to see how many directors and actors mm-hmm. and actresses and people, you know, not just on front of the in front of the camera, but behind the right. scenes, all thanked him for his trailblazing, his mentorship. His civil rights activism. Actually, he was a king. Yeah, yeah no. absolutely. No Morgan Freeman, no Denzel Washington, no. Uh, arguably with that Sidney Poitier. Absolutely. They're on his shoulders for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we uh, now take a turn to the yeah, weather, because yeah. uh, if you haven't stepped outside yet this morning, depending on where you live, you're going to be in for a little bit of a shock. Millions of us are waking up to some of the coldest temperatures in about three years, and in fact, tomorrow morning is going to be where the bottom drops out. Uh, it's going to feel like minus 32 in Caribou, minus one here in New York City, 14 below in Milwaukee, Pittsburgh, three above. The good news is is that this is going to be short-lived, and by the end of this That's week, good. temperatures will be back to uh, close okay. to normal. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, we're in in the thick of winter. Yes. So Speaking of winter, the Olympics, sister. Can I yeah. tell you something? So obviously, you still smiling. I am. I, you know, I went to Nashville this weekend. I didn't really know what to make of it. I walked in. I thought, okay, let's just see. This is, you know, the the 2020 or 2022 Figure Skating Championship, uh, the national. But the thing about this is, um, we were able to reveal the U.S. Figure Skating team that is headed to Beijing. So even though they were competing for that individual title, it was on the back of our minds. And I think even for some of the athletes, they recognized that this was for some of them would help them qualify so yeah i had a chance to sit down with all six of them the team is headlined by nathan chin he is a powerhouse i was sitting right there and the height you almost can't really i mean you can tell how high he is on the screen but in person it is amazing to watch he's won yes six consecutive national titles here's what he told me about the pressure of being all alone out there on the ice what about when you go up for these jumps? What goes through your mind? It's a competition. It's kind of like, hey, just, just go for it, you know? Um, and I think at that point, we just have to try to trust our body, trust our instincts uh, to make the jump happen. It's definitely a lot more stressful to watch for your skating than it is to do it or- ourselves. Hmm. Interesting. Right? Because we all go, because you know it's coming, right? The other two men on the team are 21-year-old Vincent Joe and the oldest member, love this guy, 27-year-old Jason Brown. Both of them will be competing in their second Olympics. Now, meanwhile, on the women's side, a rising young star, she's 16 years old. Her name is Alyssa Liu. She actually tested positive for COVID in the middle of competition, but she's okay, she's feeling good, and she earned her place. And then there's 25-year-old Mariah Bell. We fell in love with Mariah. She will make history. It's crazy that I'm saying this, but she will make history as the oldest U.S. women's Olympic figure skater to compete in nearly a century. But let's keep this in perspective. She's 25. What? (laughs) She's 25, and yet literally everywhere she goes, oh, my gosh, you're getting so old. Um, And then returning to another vet, 22-year-old Karen Chin, she competed in the 2018 Games. Um, So certainly congratulations goes out to all of them this morning. And the Games are now, I can't believe this, weeks away Coverage of the Winter Olympics begins February 3rd on NBC and Peacock. The games are happening. The games That's are it. happening. After seeing these these young folks, I say young folks, they're not that young. Yeah. Um, I'm ready now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Let's they've do been it. working their whole lives for this. All right, coming up, how to make it a healthy new year. We're going to get advice straight from our doctor, Natalie Azar, how much you really need to exercise and what health screening you absolutely need to schedule right now. And then later, she is an undefeated attorney, mother, author, and so much more. But it's where she came from that makes this woman so remarkable. Wait until you hear her story, her message about staring down and overcoming life struggles. We'll be right back. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes 
has arrived in IMAX. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This morning on today's checklist, starting on the right path to a healthy new year. And preventative health is just as important as eating right and getting sleep. That's right. So we called on NBC News medical contributor Dr. Natalie Azar to tell us what we all should be doing as we start this new year. Dr. Nat, always good, good to morning. see you. Good morning, Doc. So here's the thing. Like a lot of folks, I mean, we know that we need to be exercising. New study out just shows that uh, consistent exercise is beneficial for nearly every cell in our body. But a lot of folks don't know precisely what they need to be doing and how long they need to be doing it. I understand you have some tips. That's right. Good morning, guys. So the bottom line on this is that any amount of exercise, I'll take it, is better than nothing. But the CDC recommends the following, and it's some combination of strength training plus aerobic activity every week. What they say is that you can do moderate intensity aerobic activity for about 150 minutes per week plus two or more days of strength strength training, or you can do 75 minutes of vigorous aerobic activity plus those two days of strength training, or you can do some equivalent or combination of of vigorous and moderate two plus days a week, and then those two days of strength training. Here's what's kind of important in the take home. A lot of people don't know the difference between moderate and vigorous aerobic activity. Think of it this way. During moderate activity, you can have a conversation with someone. So think like, biking on a flat road Mm -hmm. or a brisk walk, Mm -hmm. but you can't sing your favorite song, Hmm. that would be moderate activity. Uh Vigorous, on the other hand, is you can barely have a conversation. So that Mm. would be like running or playing singles tennis or biking on hills. Just a few things to keep in mind. Why is muscle strengthening so important? Muscle strengthening is important for a number of reasons. Chanel, I think first and foremost is especially as we age, there's an increased risk of falling, there's balance issues, your muscles are protecting your joints, they're protecting the fluidity of your movement. And for a lot of people, one of the main things is that muscles burn calories more efficiently than fat does. Mm. So anytime you're doing strength training and you're converting more fat tissue into muscle tissue, you're kind of helping yourself 
on multiple Makes different sense. levels. Okay, and, and that you want adults to stay up to date on their vaccines and not just COVID. We're talking a whole slew of them. Mm -hmm. I want somebody following me with a blow dart. You just, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting, I'll vax me up with everything that I can get. I know, Al. I remember that day you came in, you were like, I was boosted for this and I was boosted for that. And, you know, you feel like you have this this major armor, this shield. Um, and, you know, for a lot of us as parents out there, I know I speak for myself, we're very busy running to the pediatrician's office and making sure that our kids are up to date on vaccinations. But adults need to stay up to date as well. And this isn't even an, a, a completely exhaustive list. But here are a couple of them, of course. And this is from the, uh, you know, the uh, Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices. You definitely want to get your flu shot every single year. Um, there's, of course, the tetanus, uh, diphtheria, as well as the DTaP every 10 years. There's the shingles vaccine, 50 and up, that's two doses. HPV, age 19 to 26, and even up to age 45 for men and women. There's some recently updated guidance on the pneumonia vaccine. And, of course, the MMR. We talk about measles a lot when there's outbreaks, but you definitely should reach out to your healthcare provider uh, to confirm if you are, in fact, immune to MMR and whether or not you need a booster. And last but certainly not least here, Dr. Nat, we're talking about cancer screenings uh, as well. This is a great mm -hmm. time to get those in, especially considering a number of, of cancers have changed the minimum age requirements, right? Exactly. And so for men and women, there are a slew of, of cancer screenings that are recommended. I just want to highlight two of them. Um, that last year, some significant changes in guidance actually occurred. We know now that colorectal cancer has been occurring in younger age groups. And so if you are at average risk for colorectal cancer, screening is now recommended to begin at age 45 rather than 50. And one that kind of flew under the radar but is really, really important is lung cancer screening. Mm. What has changed here is that they have lowered the age that you need to start or you can start from 55 to 50. And they they also lessened the amount that you needed to have smoked to be eligible for yearly screening with a, a low-dose CAT scan, which is really, really life-saving. So again, a lot of a, a, another few changes that are out there. So please talk to your docs and get your cancer screening. A lot of people fell behind during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. We don't want to see that. We want people to come into the office to get screened for cancer. All right, a good Dr. Reminder. Natalie, yeah. uh, you covered a lot of ground this morning. Mm -hmm. we'll, yeah. we'll let you go save some lives now. Thank you, <laughs> Thank Dr. You. Natalie. All right, up next, an author and attorney who has overcome many struggles and trials in her own life. The important message she's spreading for Motivational Monday. And then later, Basketball Hall of Famer Donna Saley has never been afraid. Good morning to take her shot. She's live to tell us about trying something new that's very important to her. It's big. It's big. We're going to talk to her in just a bit. We'll be right back. It is time for Motivational Monday and a woman who rose from almost nothing to build a successful career as an author, attorney, and advocate. Now she is sharing her journey to show others what's possible. When I started school and the teachers taught me how to read and write, it really became my safe zone. By the third grade, I had read every book uh, that my school and the high school had to offer, only to be told I had to start over again. In her rural Kentucky hometown, Sandra Spurgeon, daughter of a coal miner, was one of a kind. I wanted to do more. When I graduated from high school, no one ever talked to me about going to college. I had a 4.0 and no one ever talked to me about it. Sandra's parents were from families with 12 or more children and both out of school after the eighth grade 
to go to work. Uh, my mother always said, well, nobody else had anything either, so it didn't matter, but we knew there was a difference. What were you expected to be, or how did it at least feel to you at the time? There wasn't much of an expectation. When I graduated from high school, the girl to the left of me was pregnant, and the girl to the right of me was pregnant with her second child. And those young women were smart and had the same ability that I did. A mentor at community college was the first to change Sandra's life. You know, he told me that for a young girl like me, education would level the playing field, and he was absolutely right. Sandra went from community college to university to law school. Where did you find the motivation when the reality is there was a lot that was against you? I think I obtained that grit from there not being much expected and me always wanting more. I realized that the only person I need approval from is myself. She says another attorney friend helped her with confidence in the courtroom. As a young attorneys in an era where there weren't women in the courtroom, I would always say, why doesn't anybody respect me? He would always say, Spurgeon, keep your head down, keep going, they'll respect you. But while she was succeeding at work, she suffered a devastating and scary setback at home. Sandra and her husband had a second daughter, Elizabeth, who was born at just one pound with cerebral palsy. You have a special needs daughter. Talk about how she's impacted your life. Through Elizabeth, I learned empathy. I was in such a hurry. I was always felt like I was two steps behind and never really taking time to realize what was really important in my life. And when I had Elizabeth, the world just stopped. Sandra says the experience helped her better understand pain and she used it to aid clients as they dealt with catastrophic events in their lives. You know, you're an undefeated multi-million dollar trial attorney. When I say that, does it resonate with you? It's not who I am, it's what I do during the day. I am a wife, I'm a mom, that's really who I am. Last year, daughter Elizabeth graduated from high school and her older sister, Victoria, graduated from law school. I can't tell you who I'm more proud of. Not all of us can be an attorney. What do you think we can gain from your journey? That life gets in the way and we all have our struggles. We grow up as young women, young men having scripts by teachers, by parents, by spouses, and we really have to be true to ourselves when we're looking at what we can and can't do. What do you think that little girl growing up there in Kentucky would think about this woman who you are now? What, would she believe it and what would she think? Hmm. I think that uh, she would think it's pretty cool. Mm. Sandra recently released her first book on mastering trial techniques, and she has three more motivational books coming out soon. I'm happy she was able to share her story. Up next, another woman who's a master of motivation, basketball Hall of Famer Dawn Staley. Hey. She's live with us. She's done it all on the court. Now she's taking a shot at something totally different. And then later, if you just can't seem to keep those house plants alive, you definitely want to. You're going to want to stick around for the Gangster Gardener. That's right, the Gangster Gardener, Ron Finley. Gangsta. Gangsta, no E. <laughs> Sorry, we'll be right back.
Our next guest is a basketball legend, a six-time WNBA All-Star who played her way into the Hall of Fame. Dawn Staley is one heck of a coach as well, leading Team USA to gold as their head coach in Tokyo, adding to the three she's already won when she was a member of the team. Mm. Well, in her day job, Coach Staley leads those top-ranked University of South Carolina women's basketball team. They're number one right now, in case you hadn't heard. Well, here's the thing. Somehow, Coach has found the time to launch a new podcast. It's called NetLife, and Dawn Staley is with us this morning. Good morning, Coach. Hi. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. Good mo I wake up to you all every day. Oh, every okay. single day. Thank you. Thank you. Coach, I mean, here's the thing. You, you have, like, four or five jobs already. Now you're getting <laughs> into the podcast world. Tell us all about what this podcast is and what you want listeners to come away with. Well, I, I had the, you know, the, the opportunity came up to, to partner with Just Women's Sports. And if you know anything about Just Women's Sports, they treat women's sports like a sport. Uh, and they want to provide access uh, to access to, to me and what's happening around uh, women's basketball, in and around women's basketball, to give the fans access to it. Fans mm -hmm. want information they want to they want to be in the know i think what we've done here at the university of south carolina being um, leading the nation in attendance over the past seven years is we give we give them access to us and what better way to do that on a, on a broader national scale mm. so coach you you raise a lot of issues in this podcast including the inequities uh, between men's and women's sports I mean, this is amazing the average wnba salary is literally about one hundredth of the average wow. of the men in, in in the nba what's your take on that i mean my, my, my take is obviously the the nba is a billion dollar corporation um and we know that uh the wnba is in Inspire, aspiring to become that type of money-making machine, but there are innovative ways that we can raise that uh, that level of, of salary for for women by investing in women, because we all know what you invest in, you're you're, you're going to get something positive out of it. Mm -hmm. Women's basketball nowadays is a a sport in which it's in high demand. Everybody wants a little bit of piece of it. I think now we have to we have to get the right people in place to make sure that it it it's it's um it's just getting better and it's putting us in a position where we feel like um it is worth our time um uh, because we we're all passionate about our yeah. sport. Mm -hmm. Um I do think um Kathy Ingleberg is doing a great job with the WNBA that the salaries have increased. So we're moving in the right direction and I don't think our comparison it's always, you know, our male counterparts. It is what can we do within the sport to help women play year-round here in the place in which they created their, you know, their their reputations, yeah. and they they put on a great show for us. Yeah. Coach, um, you you were in Tokyo last summer, leading Team USA to its seventh straight gold medal. Uh, you won three as a player. Now you've you picked up one or two as a coach. Uh, I assume we'll see you at the next Summer Olympics as well. But enough about basketball in this podcast. Where's Champ? Where's Champ <laughs> Staley? Yeah. Champ is, Champ is right around Champ here. Is he's, he's behaving. He is behaving. 
He he hasn't had his his morning T R A A T. You can't say it without having. Oh, that's funny. Oh. Yeah. Champ, where's the treats? Where are the treats, oh, Champ? Look at, look, you, look, at Craig. look at that. Look at those glasses. He's got readers. I like that. <laughs> Champ, needs Champ has also become quite the fixture on the sidelines of the Gamecock uh, women's basketball games. As Champ well. needs wow. an Instagram page. I, I mean, like listen. That. Oh, Champ has one. <laughs> no way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Champ is an institution. Coach, See now? thank you for your time this morning. Congratulations, Coach. Thank you. Check out the podcast, y'all. Absolutely. Check out the podcast. Looking forward to another national championship down there as well. Again, Coach Daly's podcast is called NetLife. It drops this Wednesday, and you can get it wherever you get your podcast. That was terrific. Uh All right, coming up next, we're going to get the dirt on how to care for our houseplants from Ron Finley. That's right, a.k.a. the gangsta gardener. (laughs) Then, later, Trailblazer, who made political history at age 22, sharing his new project inspired by his twin girls. Third hour of today, we'll be right back. Today is no ordinary Monday. Do you know why? Why? Because it is National Houseplant Appreciation Day. Yes! That sounds like something you made up. Uh, <laughs> so it apparently it's a thing. But if, And if you're thinking about branching out, or maybe you just have a hard time taking care of your plants, we've got some help for you this morning. That's right. We don't want you to make like a tree and leave. Oh, my uh, goodness. Because we've got the one, the only gangster gardener, Ron Finley, joining us live. Good morning, Good Ron. Morning. How you doing? Good morning, good morning. How you guys doing this morning? Doing great. great. I love the green. It uh-huh. looks fantastic. Beautiful. Hey, hey, so before yeah. we get to all your tips, one of the things you, you say, before you get a house plant, you need to do your research. Yes, let, let's start here. There is no such thing as a house plant. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> house plants have been domesticated kind of like animals. And That's we fair. Have. Okay. <laughs> we... Um, there's there's plants that do well in house in, in different houses and what what you need to do is get that environment that that plant com- comes from. That's why you need to do the research on your plant. So if you want to have some plants at home, like me, like uh, all of mine are brown at this point. Where do you start and what do you recommend and what tips do you have, in, especially in terms of pots or planters? Move to California. <laughs> uh, no, not really. Y'all can stay there. Um, <laughs> Again, Chanel, you need to have you need to know where that plant came from. It needs it needs to have that kind of environment. I mean, especially now in the in the fall winter, you have you know it's cold, and you might have a plant that's kind of tropical. Uh, so, but you can make that kind of uh, situation in your house, like with humidifiers and different things like that. Or even they even a little a little like greenhouse right. you know a little teeny greenhouse so we know water ron we know w- water is crucial to plants give, give us some guidance in terms of how much water a plant needs and how you can tell if you're underwatering or over that's what i wonder <laughs> the plant's gonna t- the plant's gonna tell you if it's if it's underwatered what, what my rule of thumb is if the plant's turning brown, it could be underwater. And if it's if it's drooping, it could be underwater. Okay. So you need to know, like you can touch the soil, like go an inch in the soil with your finger. And if it's if the plant's wet and you're having a problem, you you're you uh you watered it too much. So mm-hmm. what you need to do is put holes around that plant so air can get into the roots and dry it out, or just take the whole plant out and let it and let it dry dry, let the roots dry out. 
Um, but that that's why that's why that's where the research comes in with the plants. You have to know where where it came from. And Ron, you you mentioned the soil. Uh, you said that that's an important part of this. It's not just dirt. It's soil. How do you help yes. make sure your plant has the right soil? Uh, the right nutrients and and like there's there's nutrients like this. This is this is bone meal. This is uh, blood meal and coffee grounds. All of these are amendments for that you can add to add to your soil and that will help boost the nutrients that get to your plants. Mm -hmm. um, that's and, that, that's, and also compost, compost, compost and compost again. I mean, you don't throw nothing away. We're looking at this bananas and all sorts of things. Chicken bones. Right, right. We, we yeah, talked we about the importance. Have, have the Look at that. What bananas, is that? And you can make banana water out of this or you can cut. Don't throw your banana peels away. Cut them up and put them in your plants or put them in your compost. And also, we have um, these are crushed eggs, eggshells. This is another good thing for your plants uh, that that. Again, we throw this away and all we threw away all of these resources and we need to start using them for what they were made for. All right. Well, Ron, you gave me good advice for my, my backyard uh, garden during the uh, the pandemic. You just send me a picture? I will. I promise. Good. As soon as something gets back in there. Okay. <laughs> Ron Finley, thank, thank you, Ron. Ron. Thanks for joining us. Coming up Thanks. next, he's done podcasting. He's done law. He's done politics. Well, now... Well, now author Bakari Sellers is trying his hand at something new, and this one is really special to him. We're going to find all about it when we come back. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. What a this summer, one movie event will reign. It is my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. Our next guest was just 22 years old when he made political history. Back in 2008, excuse me, 2006, Bakari Sellers became the youngest African-American elected official in the nation hmm. when he was sworn into the South Carolina State Legislature. Well, he's gone on to become a best-selling author, attorney, podcaster, and political commentator, and he's about to release his very first children's book. Inspired by his twins, it's about the strength of our diversity, dreaming big, and taking pride in yourself. It's called Who Are Your People? And Bakari is here to tell us all about it. Good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. Congratulations, Bakari. This book is so beautiful. It almost made me a little teary. It's that beautiful. And I think well, that when, when little readers flip through the pages of the book and when parents flip through the pages, what do you want them to see and feel? And really for, for anybody. Yeah, thank you so much. I mean, there are a lot of tears on that page. The book was inspired by my dear Sadie and Stokely. Mm. Um, and I wanted uh, young people, when they're able to pick up the book and look at the pages, to see 
their reflection. I didn't, I was tired of having blue people or purple people, respectfully. I wanted them to see pictures that looked like them. And I think when young black and brown children read this book, they'll get a sense of pride. And when white kids read this book, they'll get a sense of understanding. And I think during this time, the imagery of this book, the history of this book, the stories in this book speak loudly to where we want to be as a country. We should point out that uh, Sadie and Stokely hit the big three last Friday. Uh -uh. So happy belated birthday. Did did they offer any, any reviews? Did you get any feedback? Well, I will tell you that this is their third favorite book. Cuties. They like their book. Uh, they like their word book a little bit better than this one. Um, but uh, they, they celebrated, and I, I just have to give a shout out to uh, my wife who planned this birthday party. It was a circus theme, and you know, Sadie uh, got a liver transplant when she was one years old. And so we celebrate birthdays pretty hard around here, and we let them know everything. We love them. And hopefully, they get that from the pages of this book as well. Now, Bakari, uh, Craig was uh, telling us about your dad, Cleveland Sellers, uh, and how he did so much to support the, the civil rights movement and, and uh, with people like Sidney Poitier. And there's this wonderful picture, if we take a look at it. Uh, you've got Sidney Poitier, Harry Belafonte, uh, 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 and, and others in there. Tell us about uh, what we are looking at. Mm. Yes, you see Bill Hall, you see Foreman, you see... Uh, the late great John Lewis, Harry Belafonte, Sidney Poitier. This is outside of the, uh, this is after they got arrested for protesting at the South African Embassy in New York. And the way that I best describe it, and I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, is that Sidney Poitier and Harry Belafonte were a lot like Jay-Z and Beyonce are to the movement today. Uh, they used to go out and bail out those individuals who got arrested for protesting. Uh, my father was a member of SNCC with some of those heroes you see on the screen. And I posted this picture because I know we love the art of Sidney Poitier. But I also wanted people to know that he was a race man. I wanted people to know that he was a revolutionary, that he was somebody who fought so that we could have a show where the four of us are having a great conversation like the one we're having today. Mm. You began to whisper in the twins' ears about their lineage from the time they were born, I'm sure. What do you want, what did your parents read to you? And then how do you pass along um, some of that history to them? I mean, my, my parents read to me authors who looked like me, who believed that representation was important. But even more importantly, uh, they taught me to dream big. And they taught me to dream with my eyes open. If you look at the last page of the book, we ask a great question about, you know, how are you going to dream? What are you going to be? And um, uh, Sadie is, a, is the president of the United States, and Stokely is an astronaut. Um, if Sadie wants to be Kamala Harris, if she wants to be Stacey Abrams or even Don Staley, um, if Stokely wants to be Nelson Mandela or Denzel Washington or even Craig Melvin, I just want them to dream big dreams and be able to understand that they can accomplish anything they want to accomplish in this world because they stand on the shoulders of such great individuals. That's it's beautifully sweet. illustrated, it too, is, as well, it is. Well done, Makari. Makari, thank you so much. Brown, shout out to Reggie Brown, the illustrator in this, who, who brought these words to life. They're beautiful. Thank you, Bakari. Again, the book is called Who Are Your People? It's out tomorrow. And we will be right back. Well, tomorrow on the third hour of today, NFL icon Jerry Rice. Nice. Coming up on Hoda and Jenna, two of the stars of the Netflix series Cheer give us a sneak peek of season two. And don't forget, if you want to catch up on anything you missed from our show, you can listen to all four hours of today anytime you want. Just download the podcast. And guess what? Rest of the what? week, Craig Melvin is here oh, the whole hour. I'm, oh, my gosh. Really Wake the kids. Wake the dog. I'm it's going to be fantastic. Be something. Have a great day. You can host the best backyard barbecue. 
when you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. 